Welcome to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. We are so glad you're here. Today we welcome back the wonderful Tees Mallon, artist, coach, and founder of the LR Institute, a place that fosters happiness, connectivity, and life fulfillment. Tees is one of our favorite humans, and today we learn a little bit about their origin story and their eye-opening journey to here. Listen in and laugh along as we explore what it means to be citizens of the world. Enjoy. You always have seemed to me that you could find home wherever you are. That mm. you seem to be a person who, one of the things that I love about you, Tease, quite honestly, is you are open to the universe. You are, it's like your pores have no barriers. You receive so positively. You are so open to things. You were the first person who taught me the term pansexual. <laughs> Years ago. I'm not even kidding. I had no idea uh -huh. what this was. You so yeah. patiently explained to me and it was like, okay, you are you are out there almost um, social recon, right? Mm. Like in the social world, you're out there doing the recon. You're out there touching the edges and then coming back and saying to the rest of us, hey, this is what I found. I mean, we even, we tapped into you to, to look at our show, uh, You Belong Here, before we put it in front of an audience because you are that person who can say, hey, you know something? I'd think about this. And even the way that you gave us feedback about that is so you. It's so, there's nothing offensive about it. It's all, it's whatever you choose, but here's the thoughts that I have to offer you. Mm. So, um, I, it, what is it like to be that person? I mean, <laughs> yeah. What did, yeah, that had to, how did that, you get there? Yeah. Well, how did you become so awesome? Oh, it's the water I swim in. I yeah. don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, the world is awesome. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. Um, I think it really came from feeling like I belonged nowhere. Because here I was, you know, I was born in Mexico City. At five years old, my mom meets my dad, my stepdad, and we move to Chicago. Here I am with two parents who are immigrants, my dad being from Ireland, my mom Mexican. We didn't speak English. And here we are in a whole new place. And I just felt very alone, not to mention that I had been born into an extended family home with, you know, my my three aunts and my grandparents and my mom at home to now this new life with my mom and my new stepdad. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. And so. And just, that weird, deep pizza. <laughs> that weird, that deep pizza. That disconcerting. We did. We weren't fans. Yeah. We weren't fans. Ah. And then there's, you know, just like we not having a pulse on pop culture for example, or even everybody was talking about these Dr. Seuss books, how funny they were, how great they were for kids. My mom and I would take trips to the library. <laughs> and so we would take out the Dr. Seuss books and get home and go through them as we were trying to learn English. And they made no sense <laughs> at all. And stupid books. We did not, we rejected the Dr. Seuss books. It wasn't until high school. I do not school. like it, Sam I am. <laughs> not at all. But in high school, when I finally had a grasp on the English language, this is when now I found my appreciation for Dr. Seuss and tongue twisters, Fox and Socks. Fox and Socks is my absolute favorite. And now, you know, because now it's signified, I have mastered this. <laughs> How incredible. So. The I never considered the concept <laughs> of how Dr. Seuss could screw up an ESL lesson, oh. right? I mean, because he's everything, half of the words are made up words, yeah. right? Which if you have a mastery of the language, we get confused and can't pronounce them for, for you just starting out. That's incredible. That's it was frustrating. So Seuss is the litmus test. Yeah. That's what? how you know you've made it in terms of language, <laughs> the English language. So anyhow, yeah, I felt like I just, yeah. I didn't belong. And then finally, I, you know, I would go back to visit Mexico, my, my family that was there still. 
And now I wasn't really Mexican anymore either. And so it was just kind of, you know, being this fish out of water constantly, not having a home. And I remember so clearly as a kid having these feelings that would just like kind of like surge within me of like, I want to go home, but I didn't know where home was. And it was this idea of like, well, I am technically at my house, like at my home, but just this feeling and I, I couldn't identify it. I couldn't. And until, you know, through the journey of life and through, you know, those struggles and, and finding support to know what that was, I was like, oh, this is my planet. <laughs> like I am home wherever I am, there I am. And I remember one of my teachers, you know, talking about the ridiculousness of how like animals don't experience that. Like as, as human animals, we have this idea of like, I don't belong here. But if you think about like a herd of zebra, Imagine one of those zebras being like, oh, I don't belong here. This is awkward. Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I do love that as a Dr. Seuss idea book. Thank like, you. The, the zebra that didn't belong. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The multicolor striped zebra. Yes. There you go. Yes. Oh, you guys, honestly, you make me go draw a book now. <laughs> I just, I love the paradox of not feeling of not belonging evolving into the feeling of always belonging. Mm. This concept, it reminds me of, and I'll butcher the quote, but Maya Angelou once said that uh, in order to feel that she belongs, she had to feel like she didn't. Mm -hmm. And, and that's exactly what you just described is this concept of, look, if, when you don't belong anywhere, there's a good chance you belong everywhere. And, and this is my planet. That, I want that on, as a bumper sticker on my car. Well, I think I may, may have gotten the idea because when I first got to the U.S., they gave me my alien card mm -hmm. coming in. And so it was like a legit, like it's kind of like um, a driver's license, but it yeah. had my picture on it. It's a green card. Yes. Yeah, and that across the top, it has the big word in all caps, alien. Oh, and wow. I had to sign it, you know, and there I had my alien card. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I, I wore it with pride, right? <laughs> oh, oh, Nick's Do pulling his out. I'm pulling mine out. What? You have it with oh. you? Oh, yeah. This is. This is well, I'm this still is, Canadian. Okay. okay. Oh. Be, as the only, you know. Um, Resident alien. That's right. Resident, Resident alien. alien. Isn't that, isn't that yes. serious? That is really something. Yeah, wow. I think okay. it might be expired because I that's <laughs> me at fourteen. I noticed so, that little hairless face in this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it funny oh. that they have alien and they call it a green card? I mean, just it yeah. strikes me little green men. Um, this is it, that is so weird to me. That is such a way to position you. The expression on on Nick's face here on this card is like. Hmm. Like, like he's observing something and just finding it fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't look like you're um, judging it or not liking it. You're just like, hmm, this is fascinating. Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah, that's it makes right. me really curious what you were looking uh, at. You look, you look more foreign in that picture than you do in person. <laughs> well, like, you know, it's weird because they had to. You had to turn your head a little bit so they could take a picture of your ear. Mm -hmm. Because you can't fake the inside of your ear, apparently. Yeah, it's like a it's Is like a, a fingerprint for your face. Yeah. I believe that that's actually true, but I can't imagine there are like TSA agents out there that yeah. could actually huh. read huh. your ear. Your ear, yeah, that much, yeah. So, so let me ask you this: as an immigrant to the company, do they? Ink your ear and slam it down into a piece of paper. So yeah, that's what that is. That's, that's not a fingerprint right there. It's a earprint. It's earprint. It's earprint. I also want to get credit for signing my name in cursive. Yeah, Ooh. who does that these days? Oh my! And it's and like a fifth grader, I might yeah. add. Oh yeah, very nice. Well, the almost curly. With a little, yeah. Oh, do you have a little mm -hmm. circle dot over the eye and Nick as well? I, no, it's, I a think heart. it's a heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. Great minds. Yeah. 
And that's your Daily Dose. Thanks for listening. When Bob, Teese, and I get together, time goes by so quickly. We get into a conversational rhythm immediately. And an hour and a half, which is what we spent recording all these episodes, can feel like 10 minutes. I learned a lot about Teese when we recorded these episodes. And if you'd like to learn more about them, check out their new program at howofhappy.com. And have a lovely day.